Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody said, praise the Lord. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, I love Jesus. Amen. I love Jesus. And I don't ever want to forget what he's done for me. Amen. I need to say that many times because we are consumed with the world that is eaten up with what have you done for me lately. And if we're not careful, sometimes that bleeds over in the church and we get to looking and thinking that nothing good's happened to us. And the truth is everything about our life, the reason we're here tonight is because of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You're not here because of your good looks, and you're not here because of your wealth, and you're not here because of your wisdom. You're here because of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. God's been good to all of us. So glad you're here tonight. I pray that you will come again this weekend, Mother's Day. Let's celebrate a beautiful day. We have one service. We want to make it count. Amen. Everybody said Mother's Day. You love your mother, come and honor her today, even if she's not alive. Man, the greatest testimony of your mother could be your presence in the house of God on Sunday. If you have your Bibles and will turn with me for just a few moments tonight, direct you to the book of Matthew, the 11th chapter, verse 28 and verse 29. I do not have a unique message tonight, but I have a message that comes from the burden of my heart, and I pray that God will help me to share that burden uh, with you in such a way that you will be lifted and encouraged before you leave here tonight. Everybody knows it. Why don't you read it with me? Let's read out loud Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your soul. And he closes it, verse 30, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And everybody said, Amen. My subject tonight, an answer for a tired world. Everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The question was posed to a group of students. How heavy does something have to be to be too heavy? Psychologists walked through the room while she was teaching one day about stress management and she raised a container of water and she, before she could ask what <coughs> her question Most of them thought she was going to ask the half full or half empty, but that's not what she asked. She smiled and she said, how much or how heavy 
is this glass or this container of water. Immediately they started responding, 8 ounces, 10 ounces, all the way to 20 ounces. And her reply was rather stunning to them because she said the truth is that the absolute weight of this doesn't matter. What matters is how long you have to hold it. If I hold it for a minute, not a problem. But if I hold it for an hour, my arm's going to ache. If I hold it for a day, my arm will become paralyzed. The simple point is the weight doesn't matter. But the longer you hold it, the longer you hold anything, the heavier it becomes. There are a lot of people today that are weighted down and they cannot for the life of them figure out what it is that's weighting them down. They don't know of any obvious sin. They don't know of any weighty matters. But they feel a heaviness in their life. And it could be something as small as a container of water that you've just been holding way too long. All of us have got to learn how to manage the weights that come to us in life. And all of us have got to learn how to deal with those unpleasant things. If you are worried about something tonight and you just worry about it for a minute, there's no real concern. But if you worry about it longer than a minute, it begins to hurt. And if you worry about it long enough, it will begin to literally paralyze and make you incapable of functioning. It is important tonight that we know how to lay our burdens down. Probability there is never a word that fell from the lips of Jesus that was more profoundly taken hold of the hearts of men than this verse that we read from tonight. There is something about it when I read this passage of scripture that stirs my soul and it warms my heart. Because it doesn't speak to an age, but it speaks to all ages. And it does not speak to a person, but all people. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. How many tired and weary people there are in this world, and how many of them maybe even sit on these pews tonight. Everywhere you look and everywhere you hear the sounds of sighing. Everywhere you hear the complaint of tiredness. Tell me you haven't heard somebody say, I am so tired. I was talking to one of our elders here Sunday and he was talking about one of his grandkids. A young man came in and he said, Papa, I am so tired. He looked at him, he said, what are you so tired about? And he, he couldn't give him an answer because he couldn't put a finger on what it was that made him so tired. 
The words that I've read to you in our text tonight, they are not words of mere sentiment. He does not say to man, never mind, don't worry about your troubles, it will soon be over. That is not what he said in this passage. He is not saying to you and I to cheer up, it's going to be okay. These are not words of sympathy. He is not simply feeling sorry for us in our state, in our condition, and in our problem, and saying, oh, pity you. It is certainly more than just a soft lullaby that appeals to the tired side of humanity. As a man fights his battles, and as a man bears his burdens, and as a person feels the stress and strain of life, We do not need an opiate that will numb us and put us to sleep and make us forget. But what we need is life that is triumphant. We don't need somebody to offer us pity. We need somebody to tell us where we can find power. Amen. And Jesus did just that. It is impossible when you read this particular passage to mess it up by translation. Now I know that there are a lot of people that are trying to rewrite what the Bible says and they're doing it by translation. Well, that doesn't mean that in modern terminology, but this particular verse, it doesn't matter how you translate it, it keeps saying the same thing. As a matter of fact, the more you try to translate this verse, the more it strengthens its message and the more profound the understanding is. Because Jesus is dressing here in this particular passage a problem that is common to all of us, and that is burden. Everybody say burden. The burdens of life, the weariness and the heaviness of life. One translation said, to the tired from every heavy burden. Another one said, live or whatever is working to burden or press you down. Every step that you take becomes more difficult. That's the indication of the scripture. And it, and it came from one who knew something about how heavy life could be. Life can get very heavy at times and it can be very burdensome because we pick up burdens and there are burdens that are put on us and there are a lot of weights that we carry through life. And then life itself will take the life out of you if it can. When I was reading this particular passage of Scripture a simple revelation came to me that there is no human being who lives without carrying some kind of burden. I don't, burdens are not exclusive to you. They are not exclusive to your neighborhood. They're not exclusive to your family. Everybody in this room tonight has some kind of burden. Everybody has some kind of weight. Some of them are burdens of sorrow. Some of them are burdens of pain in our body. Some of them are burdens of difficulties that we are going through. 
Some of them are burdens of cares that we are responsible for. Some of them are burdens of grief. Some of them are burdens of trials. Some of them are simply burdens of responsibility. Things that are on us because of our position in life. But nobody in this building is exempt from a burden. Everybody has a cross to bear. Everybody. Everybody has a cross to bear. But there are no words in all of human language that are more sublime than the call that Jesus made in this passage to the tired and the weary and the trouble. To the tired, to the worn out, to the burnout, to the burden. When one reads this particular passage, you cannot help but feel the impact and the importance of what Jesus said. And this is what he said. Let me read it to you again. Come unto me, all ye that are that labor and are heavy laden. Those of you that are tired from every heavy weight. Those of you that are pressed by all kinds of concerns. Those of you who are carrying great burdens on your life. He said, come unto me and I will give you rest. It is in fact an invitation. And yet when we read it, I dare say you do not realize just what he means by that particular passage. Because when we read that, most of us are of the frame of mind. Well, I came to the Lord a long time ago. I gave him my life. I gave him my heart. I came to him when I was 20 or 12 or 14 or 25 or 55. And in our mind, we somehow equate this verse to salvation. We equate this verse to our conversion. And if we do that, we lose the impact and the importance of its message because this verse doesn't have to do with my salvation alone. It has to do with my survival, my life, or my everyday living. And the trouble is that many of us do not access the power that is in it because in our mind we've already come to him. We can't do that again. But the truth is you can come and keep coming. It is an invitation. Everybody say an invitation. It is an invitation to a new life or to a new quality of life. When life begins to get heavy and life begins to get cumbersome and life begins to get petty. You know, I was thinking a while ago, when we begin to get petty in our life, and by that I mean when little things begin to really irritate us and make us sharp, we need this verse. We, we need to know what this verse is telling us because there's a, there's a way to deal with that pettiness. When every little thing sets you off and all it takes is somebody to look your way and you, what are you looking at? Or when you come to church and every distraction has your attention. 
you need this verse. Every little thing that's going on, it's like you got this jerking thing going on. Instead of listening or hearing or getting involved in what the Spirit is trying to do in us, we allow all those other things to turn us. That is an indication that you need to hear what I'm saying tonight. And if by chance, and I don't know, but God quickened it to my heart, so evidently there's some of us here right now, that you have been so petty over the last few days in your life. It doesn't matter if your husband wanted his eggs fried, he griped about you frying them on the wrong side. It's like the old man, he told his wife he wanted two eggs over easy. Or, or one egg over easy and one egg over hard. And, and she came out and he still got that meaning. She said, what's wrong? He said, you turned the wrong one over. You, 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 that's the, I'm talking about that kind of pettiness. I'm talking about it doesn't matter what's going on. You can find something wrong with the day. You need to hear what I'm about to tell you. You need to unload some stuff. Because that... That little thing that you've been carrying around is beginning to get way too heavy. And so he said, I want to, I want to, I want to talk to you about a, a new quality of life. I want to clear the air. I want to knock the frustration out of your, I, I want to take the anger out of your spirit. I want to take that tone out of your voice. <laughs> I must be getting close. Some of y'all squeezing up pretty tight right now. <laughs> Uh, I can tell it. It's just like you can see it. It's just like everybody's relaxed and then it's just like. Relax. It's all right. I'm not going to beat you up. Come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden. A new quantity of life and a new quality of life. And the only place that you're going to find that is in his presence. You're not going to find it on vacation. You're not going to find it on a vacation. You're not going to find it changing locations. You're not going to find it in somebody else. You're not going to find it on the other side of the fence. The only place you're going to find what I'm talking about is in His presence. In Him alone. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come unto me, all ye that labor. So the only place that we're going to find the needed power that we need To deal with the tiresome things of life is in His presence. And we don't need to come just one time, but sometimes you have to come every day. And then there are some days you have to come every hour. And there are some times you have to come every minute. You just have to keep coming back to His presence. To find the power that you need to deal with the stress and the strain. To be able to unburden yourself and to lay down those weights that so easily beset us. And the promise is, listen to me, the promise Jesus made is that if we would just come to him, if you will just make it a habit, come to me. 
Come to me first. Come to me always. Come to me often. Come to me in the morning. Come to me at noon. Come to me in the afternoon. Come to me in the middle of the morning. Come to me in the middle of the night. Come to me whatever day of the week it is. Come to me whatever month there is. If you'll just come to me, I will, I will give you rest. He didn't say, I'll show you. He didn't say, I'll talk to you about it. He said, I will give you rest. Now, that word rest sounds good to all of us. Because most of us, when we think of rest, we think about a nice, comfortable bed. We think about sitting out in the shade and, and a nice glass of Kool-Aid or, or, or iced tea and nobody to push us or nobody to ask us a question, no phone to answer. But that's not what that word means. It doesn't mean just to lay down and sleep for a while. The word in the Greek is a word that we translate rejuvenate. Everybody say rejuvenate. He said, if you will come to me, if you'll learn to come to me first, if you'll learn to come to me often, if you'll learn to come to me every day, if you'll learn to come to me with every problem, if you'll learn to come to me with every pressure, if you'll learn to come to me with every burden, I will refresh you. I will rejuvenate your life. Ah, yes. Now, listen to what the word, the word rejuvenate from, from Webster means to make somebody young again. Now, that's what he's talking about. Now, how many of you are interested in that? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, yeah. To make somebody young again. To return something to original condition. And it means to redevelop something. To redevelop something. So when he said, if you will come to me, I will rejuvenate you. He is saying, if you'll just come to me, I'll make you young again. I'll put a youthful spirit back into your life. I will put a youthful attitude back in your life. I will bring back that original (laughs) that's been covered with all that stuff. I'll I'll bring back the original. I'll redevelop what has been torn down. So in his presence, we find transformation. Everybody say transformation. In his presence, we find renewal. When we get into his presence, we find renewal. We are refreshed. And and some people, that's all they need. They just need a, a little fan. You know, they... They just, they, they just need the Holy Ghost to, to do that to them. That's all they need. They, they just need something to kind of knock the stale air out of their life. That's what the Holy Ghost, that's what God said I'll do to you if you'll just come to me. I'll fan you. I'll, I'll cause you to be able to breathe normal again, to have, quit hyperventilating. But there's some of us that we're in such a bad shape, we need more than somebody just doing this. We're so bad, we need somebody to, we need somebody to give us mouth to mouth resuscitation. So rejuvenate not only means to renew something 
or to revive something, but it also means to breathe back into that the breath of life, literally to rebirth it. And there are times in our life when we just need God to bend over our soul and breathe into us so that there is a rebirth of the Spirit in us. The old timers talked about it praying through. They call it praying through. What are you praying through? You're praying through all that dead stuff. You're praying through all that anger. You're praying through all that frustration. You're praying through all that pettiness to get back to the original condition that your life was in so that there can be a rebirth and a revolution, a spiritual revolution. And there are some people that are in such bad condition that when they come to him, he, he, he can't just do this to them and help them. He can't even just breathe on them and help them. He has to rebuild them. He has to reconstruct them. And that's what the word rejuvenate in its farthest extended meaning. It means a renovation. It means that when you get to a place in your life when life has just torn you to pieces, that when you will come into the presence of God and learn to come into His presence often, that He will actually rebuild and He will renovate and He will reconstruct that life that has been torn apart and make everything fit back together. But it's only found in his presence. You can't find it out there in the foyer. You can't even find it necessarily on those pews. Just sitting there. You have to come into his presence. You have to make an effort to get off the pew. You have to make an effort to get out of yourself. You've got to make an effort to lift your hands. But his promise is... That if you'll just make that effort, what I'm going to do for you, you're going to be happy with. <laughs> oh, yes. If you'll just make the effort, I, I'm not going to put anything heavier on you. I'm not going to put anything sorrowful on you. I'm not going to lay anything heavy on your life. As a matter of fact, if you'll just come to me, I'll lighten your load. As a matter of fact, if you'll come to me, I'll help carry your load. He said... If you'll take my yoke, the word in the Hebrew or the Greek indicates a double yoke. So that means he's not asking you to put something on by yourself. He said, if you'll just get in here with me, I'll help you carry that load. I'll make life easier for you. But it can only be found in his presence. Everybody say in his presence. In his presence. No wonder the psalmist said in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Has he already found out what Jesus was trying to reveal to those men and to us? That if you'll just come to me, if you'll just make the effort, if, if on a Wednesday night when you're tired and you're weary, but you're so, your tiredness and weariness is not just from work, it's from the burdens that you carry he said, if you'll just make an effort and begin to lift your hands, if you'll just make an effort and begin to reach out to me, 
If you'll just make an effort and begin to call on my name. If you'll just make an effort and begin to move toward me, I promise you that I will refresh you. I will rejuvenate you. I'll do such a work in your life that when people see you, they will say something has happened to that man. Something has changed in that person's life. Something has transpired in them. Hallelujah. How heavy is your burden? It's too heavy if you've been carrying it a long time. And the Lord said, if you'll just bring it to me. Everybody say, bring it to him. He knows what to do with it. The call that he made came to all men. Men in here, women in here, children in here, young people in here. Came to all ages. And it was a call to safety and surrender. It was a call to a better way of living. Come unto me, all you that labor, all of you that are tired and weary tonight, all of you that are frustrated about things in your family, in your life, you don't know what to do with. Jesus said, come unto me. Amen. I found it more and more to be true in my own life that every time I get in a place like that, if I can just get into his presence, Amen. Everything's going to be all right. Don't care how hard it is. Don't care how heavy it is. God said, I promise I will rejuvenate. I will refresh. I will renew. I will reconstruct. I will revive. Amen. Somebody here tonight needs to know what to do with your tiredness. Bring it to him. Amen. Give it to him. And if you'll come to him... You will recover your life. Let's stand together. There are people in this building tonight. Life has been lost to you. You, All you're doing is just going through motions. And you're doing a pretty good job of it. But there's a better way to live than just going through the motions. Bring all your needs to the altar is what the songwriter said. But the truth is you bring all your needs to him. And you do it sometimes every day. Sometimes it's only once a week. But sometimes it's many times a day. You just keep coming back. You just keep coming back. Because there's no limit. Amen. There's no limit. There's no, there's unlimited talk time. There's no texting, but there's unlimited talk time with him. Amen. It's all part of the policy. It's all part of his plan. And if you'll just come to him, if you'll just talk to him, amen. Now, coming to church isn't the same as coming to him. And that's why a lot of people come to church and get angry and say, you know what, there's nothing to that. You've got to do more than come to church. You've got to come to him. Amen. When you get here, You've got to find a way to get into his presence. And sometimes that takes a little while. Sometimes there's things in the way. Sometimes there's distractions. Sometimes your flesh doesn't even want to do it. Sometimes you just feel that melancholy spirit of the day and you say, you know what, I, I may try a little harder Sunday, but amen. 
But if you'll just press your way through and find yourself in his presence, what a difference, what a difference it will make in your life. Amen. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forever.